The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. If you could see what I once was If you could go with me Back to where I started from Then I know you would see A miracle of love number one. Hope that you plan on hanging around a little while after the services. You know, the Cowboy Carnival will be going on, some free food activities, jump in there, have a good time, make some memories, and you can come out there and check that out and see all that. Psalms 145, verse number one. The Bible says, I will extol thee, my God, uh, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works, and men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall utterly... Uh, shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you now for this time we can have together as we gather around your word. I pray you'd speak to hearts, change lives, do what I cannot do, bless in the children's service, open the eyes of those youngins, help them to understand what it means to be saved, and we'll praise you and thank you for everything that's said and done and accomplished here today. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. You all can be seated. We've got some pictures that we're going to show you. And fellas, you can go ahead and throw the first screen. Do I need to pull the trigger here? And uh, we're going to get that up. If it's a little bit washed out, these lights right up here that are facing in, you could dim them or turn them off if it washes out the picture. But whatever we need to do to get this working, we tested it out before the service. I know it works, and so uh, we'll get that up there. Uh, I'm going to use some pictures to illustrate uh, the message this morning. And uh, if I was preaching at Victory Baptist Church in Shelbyville, Tennessee, preacher, what do we need? Yep. Okay, there. I didn't do nothing. It just warmed up, I guess. So there we go. God is good all the time. It's a little washed out. I don't know if if we had these lights off up here that was facing right in, shooting into it. If you can do something with those, it might help brighten the picture up a little bit. But um, if I was preaching at Victory Baptist Church in Shelbyville, Tennessee, pastored by Dr. Jimmy Tedder, and the words are uttered from behind the platform, God is good, the whole congregation in unison talks back to the preacher. And that's the only time they can talk back to the preacher is when he says, God is good. And they all say... All the time. Amen. And uh, uh, I hope that you don't lose sight of the goodness 
of God. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to the purpose. And so you'd ask Paul, Paul, is God good? And he'd say, all the time. Amen. We were doing the will of God, traveling down the road, 2004. This is what we looked like. That's back when little Joe was little. And uh, I had a little bit more hair underneath that hat, but you can't see it. And uh, we were traveling in that Freightliner FL60, a medium-duty semi-tractor, pulling our home on wheels and doing the will of God and preaching meetings. And, and we had just come from a tour out west, and we were headed to the Midwest on rare occasions we would have to pull it all nighter and Loretta and the kids would get in the front master bedroom and uh, her and the boys was up there sleeping when we was on a long straightaway stretch and uh, Jeannie was in the back seat of the truck. It folded down into a bed. She was laying there. Um, there was a light drizzle rain. Um, I was getting a little bit tired, a little bit sleepy and going down that divided four lane state road and uh, I said, well, I'm gonna call Loretta on the cell phone. Said, hey, we're gonna pull over, get out, stretch and fuel up only about two hours away. Okay, well, no sooner I'd hung up, I'd unhitched my seatbelt to kind of just move and reposition in the seat. And we went into a curve where there was a new patch of pavement. And new pavement, light drizzle rain, oil surfaces, it makes for a slippery situation. My truck broke traction and it started to jackknife. And I tried to correct it, but it had no bearing. It just swung completely around doing 60 miles an hour. Boy, you talk about putting bubbles in your belly right quick. I mean, to tell you, we was, uh, it, it was out of control. That was the most frightening moment of my life when I couldn't do nothing but cry out to God. <laughs> Man, and I tell you what, that's what I did as we were sliding down the road. I just immediately say, oh, Lord Jesus, help us now. And that was the last words I got out of my mouth until I was knocked unconscious and the truck and the whole rig hit the grass ditch median and flipped. The trailer exploded. Stuff was strode for over a quarter of a mile up and down the highway. We had wreckage filled up all four lanes of traffic. The truck kept on flipping and ended up on its wheels. I flew through the windshield, bounced down the road, and uh, boy, whenever the, the dust settled, uh, this is some of the wreckage there. You see the mattress. That's the very mattress that Loretta and the two boys were sleeping on, and they were underneath that. They pushed it off, and all of them looked up, and they noticed they was outside. It was literally as though the hand of God just laid them down. There's no reason they shouldn't have been maimed, crippled, even killed in that event. I tease him. I say, yeah, while the Lord was saving you, the devil's trying to kill me. Amen. <laughs> Phew, buddy. I mean, tell you, that's something that I'll never forget. And uh, uh, Jeannie Mae sat up. She got banged around a little bit, bruised up, and flying around in a cab. She looked out the window, saw her daddy laying in a pool of blood, moaning, coming in and out of consciousness. Two semis were coming down off the hill, driving right into the wreckage, had no idea we was there. She was scared to death, thought for sure she was going to see her daddy get run over by both of those semis. And both those semis flew by. They swerved to miss the wreckage, came within just about nine inches of running me over, uh, going full bore down that state route they pulled over to the side of the road came back to the scene and said boy did you move him talking to my wife my wife says no this is where we found him they looked at each other and were visibly shaken they said we don't know what it was that kept us from running over your husband well I'll tell you what it was God wasn't done yet amen it wasn't my time to go. Maybe the devil tried to kill me, but the Lord wouldn't let him. Amen. For whatever reason, I'm still here. Thank God for that. Uh, I want to tell you, 
that uh, another scene from a different uh, angle there. I, I want to tell you that bad things happen to good people to make them better and not bitter. Because you'll either get better or bitter. One of the two. Nobody's exempt from tough times. Nobody's exempt from cancer and death and trials and tragedy coming your way. Oh, Joseph in Genesis 50, 20 says, but it's for you. Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. As it is to bring to pass this day to save much people alive. Hey, Joseph, is God good? He'd say, all the time. Hey, Paul, is God good? He'd say, all the time. Boy, never lose sight of the goodness of God. There's my truck. It landed on its wheels. It, uh, that old cat motor took a licking and kept on ticking. It was still running, laying there. I want to tell you, your faith is strengthened in valleys, not on the mountaintops. Uh, if there were no valleys, there'd be no mountaintops. I was laying in the driver's lane of the traffic there off to the left of the fireman you see there's a reflection in that picture that's a fireman in in the shadows behind you'll see a the bed of my truck it's like somebody ripped it off and stood it like a tower in the passing lane and the tractor there is on the edge of the passing lane i'm laying in driver's lane now how that semis how both those semis got through without running me over is just a miracle of god uh that's all we can say and you see how the cab is crushed in there. Uh, they said, yeah, you took our seatbelt off. That's why you flew through the windshield and got all busted up. Well, I'm not advocating don't wear seatbelts. I'm just saying in my situation, the fact that I took that seatbelt off saved my life because they said, you wouldn't have made it. That cab crushed into that seat. There's no way you would have made that wreck. Well, God was in it. I was laying there and... Uh, Man, I was in more pain than I care to remember coming in and out of consciousness. And so he said, well, what's the extent of your injuries? Well, I had a punctured lung, had four broke ribs, had a separated shoulder, broken uh, collarbone. I had four cracked vertebrae in my back. My nose was severely broken. My eyelid about ripped off. Several lacerations in my face, but other than that, I was okay. <laughs> it's amazing what plastic surgery can do. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> I'm telling you what. I was laying there and... I was, I was laying there wondering. I wasn't thinking about, oh, did my ostrich boots make it? Oh, did my guitar survive? Oh, did my stuff? No, I was wondering, is my family alive? Are they in pieces? And as I was laying there, I was praying. Hey, when you don't know what to do, you can always pray. And I prayed. And Loretta made sure the boys was okay after they crawled out from under that mattress. She said, I'm going to check on Daddy. You stay right here. She ran over and found me laying there. And she said, Kevin, how are you doing? Boy, hearing that voice. Now, that's kind of a crazy question. <laughs> how you doing? I just flew through the windshield, bounced down the road. But, you know, it's just like, what do, you, what do you say? You know, they ask you, are you okay? Everybody gets hurt and you say, are you okay? And she said, how you doing? Whenever I heard that voice. Boy, that, whew, I just thought, thank God, Loretta's alive. And I could barely see through one eye, and I said, how are you and the kids? She said, everybody's fine. Nobody's hurt. We're just concerned about you right now. Man, I laid my head down on that wet pavement, and I praised God. Hey, you can praise God even when you lose it all. You can praise God. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. Now, I wasn't thanking God we had a wreck, but I can thank God that we were alive. 
Amen. I was thanking God that he took care of us. That's for sure. Man, I praise the Lord. God was so good to us. Brought us through such a mess. Hey, (laughs) it took the cleanup crew, eight men with five trucks and trailers, nine hours to pick up all of Loretta's purses and shoes. (laughs) Man, they were strolled everywhere. Phew. But... We gathered up. Some people was wondering, well, what survived the wreck? I'm glad you asked me. I'll tell you what survived. My sound system survived the wreck. Our instruments uh, survived the wreck. And my hunting guns and artillery s- survived the wreck. So that tells me that's a sign from God. He wants me to keep on preaching, to keep on playing and singing, and keep on hunting and shooting. Amen? <laughs> now, I told her just because her pots and pans didn't survive doesn't mean she's supposed to quit cooking. Okay, uh-uh, uh-uh, got to keep that cooking going. Can't get out of it that easy, that's for sure. The Bible says in Job 121, and the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hey, Job, is God good? All the time. Joseph, is God good? All the time. Paul, is God good? All the time. Went to the salvage yard. That was a sobering thing to see everything just piled up. It's like going to your... House, when a hurricane come through, tornado come through, it's all wiped out, gone, destroyed. Nothing left much. We saw that. I want to tell you, you can replace things, but not people. I'd much rather have my stuff taken away and my family as opposed to having my family gone and all my stuff. Huh? God's never taken anything away. He hasn't given us back something better. A preacher called up at the last minute. In fact, right there at the wreck, one of the first people that showed up at the scene was a preacher and helped my wife and helped her get the kids in, put them in his truck, and he helped with the situation there. Then, whenever we, I was in intensive care and Loretta was in the waiting room, the state trooper dropped my kids off at a motel nearby. A preacher called up my wife and said, Miss Walker, you don't know me. We have a common friend, just heard about the wreck, and I want to do something for you. I want to help you out. Oh, preacher, just pray. You know how you do. And he says, no, no, no. What can I do? And he insisted. And he says, how are the kids? What are they doing? Let me help out. She said, well, they're in the hotel. They're very nervous, quite anxious. We don't know my husband's condition, what his his state is right now, Um, but you know, if you'd like to come by and pick them up and take them to the store, all they have is their sleeping clothes on and they don't have a toothbrush or nothing and that would help take their mind off of it. And he said, that's just what I'll do. He went by and he picked them up. But whenever I was in the intensive care and out of consciousness, God was taking care of my family and he was moving and orchestrating things. And that preacher came by and picked up my kids and took them to Walmart. The boys had on their sleeping uh, uh, shorts and uh, cut all and t-shirts and and uh, boot cowboy boots. That's all they could find because they don't know how to tie shoes, and so they uh, just had their cowboy boots. And Joe could only find one cowboy boot. Jeannie Mae was thanking God that she was fully dressed and uh, uh, and her clothes, you know, sleeping in the back of the truck and all. So uh, he picked them up, took them into Walmart. I imagine as they walked into Walmart in the wee hours of the morning, and they saw these looked like homeless kids uh, coming in. Joe had one boot, so he was just kind of hobbling, you know. One, one, one boot and one no boot, you know. And uh, he took them around. He bought them clothes and toothbrushes and snacks and took care of them. Another preacher called him, said, Brother Walker, uh, we heard about 
I heard about it and actually talked to my wife and says, we're going to take care of your motel room. Another preacher called up and said, hey, Brother Walker, uh, uh, we're taking up a love offering, but it's not for you. It's for your kids. I said, really? He said, yeah, we know your kids lost everything. The boys lost their knife collection and uh, lost their possessions. And so we took up an offering. We want them to split it, and they can go out and go on a shopping spree. Hey, they lost stuff they didn't even like and got to replace it with stuff they did like. Amen? Oh, I'm telling you what. Man, God is good. It pays to serve Jesus. That's for sure. Oh, I'm telling you what. God blessed and this, is a, this picture illustrates my family. They were right there by my side, never pointing an accusing finger, not complaining, not whining, not saying, Daddy, you was driving too fast. Daddy, you fell asleep. Daddy, you were drinking again. <laughs> Coca-Cola maybe, but anyway. But uh, no, no, they didn't say that. Not one time did KW complain about losing all of his Barbie dolls because he doesn't have any. See, he's got one right now. But anyway, I could feel the prayers of God's people move the hand of God to give me a quick recovery. And the Bible says in Nehemiah 2.8, the good hand of my God was upon me. Hey, Nehemiah, is God good? He'd say, all the time. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was laying there. I was uh, in the intensive care on high dosages of morphine. I was taking trips without leaving the room. Loretta said, Kevin, the hospital chaplain's coming in. He wants to pray for you. I thought, oh, my soul. Hospital chaplains, most of them are religious but lost. So I'm talking, you know, kind of like I'm drunk on that morphine. I said, yeah, I said, tell him to come over here next to the bed. (laughs) He came over next to the bed, and I could barely see through one eye. And I said, sir, I almost got run over by two semis, and if they would have run over me, I know I would have went to heaven. Now, how about you? He didn't expect that. He was looking at me and looking at Loretta, and she was just sitting there just smiling. And uh, he said, yes, I would. Now, just because somebody says they're going to heaven don't mean they've accepted the Lord. I said, have you ever asked Jesus to save you from your sins? He said, I sure have. I said, well, you can pray then. And so he prayed. (laughs) After he prayed, he left. Loretta says, Kevin, what in the world are you doing? I said, I didn't want someone to save me. I'm praying for me, and if you wouldn't say it, I was going to get him saved. Now, that would have been an experience, but anyway, uh, i tell you what, but a lot of people have gotten saved through that story. A lot of people were wondering about Gabby, my little hairy puppet that I use, and the kids were wondering, did he survive? Was he in one piece? Well, yeah, <laughs> he made it, had a little surgeries, nose job, arm job, but we got him put back together, and as you saw him this week, he's up and running. He's doing quite well. The nurse asked me, where are you going to live now? I said, I'm going to get me a cardboard box to sleep under the bridge. She just looked at me like, are you crazy? Well, my brother, who lived two hours away, heard about that. And we went to his place to recover after they dismissed us from the hospital. Two days in intensive care, two days in the hospital room, then dismissed. It was just God. People were saying, I can't believe that you're leaving the hospital with all those But see, the Lord was working. And so whenever I showed up at my brother's house, the Lord was still working. Man, we got boxes. Had a place to live. Amen. Under the bridge, got a box to live in. One for Jack and Gabby and uh, the whole crew right there. Praise God. Hey, God is good. 
All the time, that's for sure. The Bible says in Psalms 34, 8, David said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God took care of our meals. God took care of our food. God took care of our transportation. Had a preacher friend who is a professor at a Bible college. He takes a summer tour group out all summer. His house was empty. He said, Kevin, he said, you can stay at my house for as long as you need. It's empty. We had a home. On and on. The preacher said the women's missionary circle and the church started making meals. Food was covered. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, it was God who blessed and who worked. <laughs> what are you going to do now? They asked me. You're going to quit? You're going to throw in the towel? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit around and feel sorry for myself. I'm just going to get me a cardboard box and sleep under the bridge. I'm just going to just say, oh, man. You want to know how we paid for that motorhome? How we paid for that trailer? Right there. <laughs> See, that works, man. We, I got a ranch in Texas. I got a big No. <laughs> I'm kidding you. We were just messing around, trying to make light, have some humor. The kids were being silly there. No, no, no. That's not how we paid for that rig. Not at all. The Lord provided and God's people, money just started coming in. People just took up love offerings. And we had uh, acquired and accumulated about $10,000, $11,000 to be able to put a down payment on our rig. And so the motorhome and trailer was able to buy that, put a down payment on it, and uh, God provided. I teased our kids. I said, you prayed us into that wreck because they'd always wanted a motorhome. And we could never afford one, you know. We just kind of gradually upgrading as we could. But God took care of us, and he provided. The Bible says in Psalms 119, verse number 68, Thou art good and doest good. I was preaching at a church in Maryland. I told the story about almost getting run over by the two semis. Visitors came in late and sat down about where Brother Jeff is sitting there and fell asleep like he's sleeping right now. <laughs> but, uh, no, they... They, they came in, they, they sat there, husband, wife, two kids. And whenever I started talking about that, almost getting run over, buddy, they, they just locked in on me. Man, I had their attention. And I said, if I would have got run over, I know I would wake up in heaven. How about you? Are you ready to go? You just don't know how much time you have left. Whenever I said, if you'd like to know, you go to heaven, raise your hand. Boy, all four of their hands, boom, shot up instantly. I said, if you'd like for somebody to pray with you and to help you make this decision, I want you to look up at me, leave your seat, come down to the front. They literally ran down to the front. My family surrounded them like a SWAT team and dealt with them there at the altar, and they all got saved that day. And this is a picture of the family, the dad, the mom, teenage girl, teenage boy. Boy, their life was falling apart. They were struggling. The teen girl had a baby out of wedlock. They were going through some tough times. Didn't grow up in church. Didn't have the opportunity that many of us have had. And I went back to the back and shook their hands and asked them what it was that brought them there. And I said, did you have a friend? Somebody invite you? They said, no, preacher. We were, two weeks ago, we were in a tragic wreck. And our son, who had several lacerations and stitches and bruises in his face, he almost died. God got our attention. We said, as soon as we get out of this hospital, we're going to find a church. It just so happened they came to Salisbury Baptist Temple. Just so happened that Ranger Walker was there was preaching. Just so happened that I felt led to tell the story of almost getting run over by those two semis. It just so happened that 
It was a divine appointment for them. They said, we almost, when you started talking about that, we said, we're not ready. We're not ready to die. We don't know we'd go to heaven. And so they got ready. And they made life's most important question. Brother Walker, was it worth going through that wreck so this dear family could get saved? I'm here to tell you, yes. Now, I don't care to be Superman again and fly through the windshield and get busted up. But I'm here to tell you that God is good all the time. Don't lose sight of the goodness of God. This morning, do you need to press the reset button? This morning, do you need to get your priorities in order? Um, Has God spoken to you in some form or fashion? In just a moment, we'll have the invitation. If you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you're not for sure you go to heaven, well, then you can make the most important decision. At the end of your trail, where will you spend eternity? I hope that you'll be there with me. If I never saw you again, I'd like to know I'd see you in heaven. So get that settled today, number one. And then if you do have that settled, then let's say, hey, I tell you what, I don't want to lose sight of the goodness of God. I want to get better and not bitter. I'm going to put God first. Well, God got their attention. He got my attention. He has a way of doing that, doesn't he? Let's obey the Lord today. Our time is up. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we love you. Thank you for bringing me through that wreck. Thank you, dear Lord, for your provisions. Our faith was strengthened in such a great way. My my kids saw you real. You became real to them through that event among many, many other times you have, but Lord, especially there. And I thank you for that experience and how we just saw you work and move in the hearts of men. And I pray, dear Lord, that you'd continue to show yourself strong. And Lord, you'd save those that are nearest hell today. I'm just a I'm nothing but a sin.